we all probably know for anybody that's achieved a big goal, the best part of it was the look back on the journey. So we better just enjoy the road to success. And if we're doing that, it's like that presence you were talking about. It's the fulfillment of watering your plant. It's the fulfillment of playing golf with your husband. It's the fulfillment of being fully there with your daughter on vacation. It's those things along the way that I think are the ultimate success because you've planned it out, you've envisioned it, you've had some desire and energy around it, and you're living it. Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome to Elite Achievement, your go-to podcast for service-based business owners who want to achieve their goals and grow their businesses. Hear inspiring stories from other business owners, learn goal achievement strategies, and overcome the challenges you face when growing your business. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach, here to help you achieve your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. When women embrace and honor their ambition, they trust themselves, pursue their goals, become role models for other women, and break barriers. Yet fear, imposter syndrome, lack of support, and not knowing how to can hold women back from honoring their ambition. To explore this topic and inspire you to lean into your ambition, I invited one of the most ambitious women I know, Leslie Griesel, to today's show. Leslie is a trailblazer and teacher of leadership and growth strategies. She pioneered an executive-level leadership path for herself in a Fortune 100 firm, is a founding member and current board president of the first women's field association in the financial services industry, and is my partner for the Honor Your Ambition Business Acumen Sessions. Join us as we discuss how to trust yourself and what it means to honor your ambition. Welcome, Leslie. Hi, Kristen. How's everything today? It's going great. Well, I have been looking forward to this conversation. I know we have partnered together with Honor Your Ambition and been working together for the last several years. I'm looking forward to giving our audience some inside information into who we are and what it means to honor our ambition. So Leslie, let's start with your background story. Share with us, how did you get to where you are today? Well, it's been a long story over many years, Kristen, but I'll try to give a quick summary. I have really worked my way up starting from an intern at a very successful Fortune 100 company to leading a territory of our growth and operations here in the Midwest. And I would say that there have been many roles that I've stepped into or even helped create that were a combination of both my performance, my desire for more and more impact, my dream of a bigger vision, and enjoying challenge and forward progress about, you know, what else is possible? What more can I do? How else can I serve? How can I learn and grow? And it's been a really, really fun journey to be able to have my own growth and 
uh, a lot of achievements along the way, including this venture with you, Kristen, called Honor Your Ambition, which I'm really very, very passionate about as it serves women aspiring to become greater versions of themselves. That's what I think leadership is all about is becoming a greater version of yourself. And that's that's really how I could summarize my career is trying to become a better and better leader each day. Leadership is about inspiring to become a greater version of yourself. What are some of the things that you do to become a better leader, to become a better version of yourself? That's a thoughtful question, Kristen. The first thing I think about is thought. It's mindset. It's like, you know, so much starts with how we think. And uh, I think the first thing is is self-awareness and evaluating, you know, where am I? How am I doing? Being honest with ourselves. And where, where do I want to go? Where do I want to grow? I think that also relationships are a really important piece of growth and leadership development. They say, and it's been said to me years over years, it was even said to me earlier today in a meeting that, you know, leadership gets lonely the higher you go. And it's really, really important to have relationships among peers and mentors and people that support you in your career journey, whatever that may be. I think that constantly challenging ourselves also, whether it be big or little, whether it be personally or professionally, but finding new ways to stay goal oriented and go out and do those things, whatever they may be. I mean, I'm talking as, as simple as, Hey, I want to learn about gardening to, I want to go run a half marathon to, you know, I want to go get this certification or credential, but I think we got to constantly be thinking about what's next. It's interesting you bring up gardening. So it's been almost a year that I have kept two plants alive. Now, this is a really big deal in my world. And I uh, recently bought a water meter. I I didn't even know that this product existed. My sister told me about it. And literally before we recorded our podcast, I was checking the soil to see do my plants need water. And I'm, I'm so proud that I have kept plants alive for nearly a year. So that is definitely something that I'm learning about. I have a lot of additional questions about that, but maybe that we'll save that for another conversation. But that's what I'm talking about. You know, you can hear the enjoyment and the excitement in your voice and you're having fun. Like, you know, it it's it's in so many areas of life. I mean, who knew I'd become a plant mom, you know, just adding it to the list of accomplishments. So I love how you bring up uh, the importance of mindset and self-awareness. You know, one of the topics we cover in depth in Honor Your Ambition is vision and where it is you want to go. So talk to us a little bit more about Honor Your Ambition. How did you get involved in Honor Your Ambition? What does it mean to you? Yes, I am so excited. I mean, I even think about the phrase of Honor Your Ambition. And Kristen, you and I spent a lot of time thinking about what do we want to call this? So I'd love to ask you the same question, but what I'll tell you it means to me is I have just seen so many women, especially over my career, limit themselves from growth. And it may have been because of probably two main reasons, if not both. One is that they just didn't have supporters role models or people in their life that were encouraging them to keep going or to dream bigger or try something new or 
take a risk, you know, but to keep going. So maybe they had that little spark ignite inside, but nobody was there to like stoke the fire, you know, and fan the flame. And so, so we wanted to create a community of role models, of mentors, of coaches, of supporters that could help women listen to that inner voice of, oh my gosh, I have this dream. I have this desire. I, you know, I think about to the word ambition. It's about trying something new. It's about what else, what more, or, you know, I have a dream. And the other missing link I see for a lot of women is the how to. And I know there have been a lot of studies that are out there that show that comparatively women prefer to have a lot more information on the know-how or the how-to to get from one step to the next than men do. And so it's the missing link of the, well, how-to. So if a woman says, you know, I really think I'd like a certain type of career, career path, or to level up in my current career path, but I just don't have the specific skills, tools, or knowledge on how to do that, we wanted to be able to provide women with exactly those things, the exposure to leaders, the exposure to coaching, the exposure to ideas and mindset coaching. We wanted to give exposure to women to these opportunities, to coaches, to tools, to the how-tos on business acumen so they can get from where they are now closer to where they want to be. So the idea of honoring your ambition starts with number one is just trusting yourself that if you have that little spark, that there's something there and that you should listen to that inner voice. And then the second piece of it is that there is a community and there are tools and resources that you can involve yourself in that can really help you believe in yourself and trust your own process of growth to achieve whatever is important to you. I remember there was a point in my career before I started my business where a leader told me, you are too ambitious. And I remember in that moment almost freezing because I I just was almost paralyzed. What does that even mean? And I wish at the time I had the wherewithal to ask and, and get clarification and seek to understand all the things I coach my clients to do today, but I didn't. I was just so shocked that I was just told I was too ambitious because I thought that it was really powerful to be an ambitious woman in business and to raise my hand and to ask for what I want and to try to create new opportunities for myself. And here I was almost being scolded for, for that behavior. And that was, you know, one of the many dominoes that helped truly inspire me to start my own business. And when I think about honoring your ambition, the biggest example that comes to my mind is, is starting my, my coaching practice. And it was, like you had said, it was a calling I had had on my heart. So it was that little voice that I chose not to listen to for year after year after year. And finally, the pain of staying the same became greater than the pain of changing. And I, and I made that leap. And started to honor my ambition. And I think too, as a business owner, I'm constantly challenged today with honoring my own ambition. I mean, there have been times where I've done things in my business because other people were doing it. So you have to have a really big social media presence to build a great business. Well, maybe if that's the business path that you choose, but not necessarily. Or, well, have you thought about doing this type of coaching? Or you got to have a program. And, And it's like all of these messages we're bombarded with, with how we should do things. 
I think a big part of honoring your ambition is minimizing those shoulds and truly listening to that inner voice that you have and leaning into what feels right and what feels genuine to you. And that's that's hard work because it often is unlearning and undoing a lot of our own perspectives, a lot of the things we've been taught. And sometimes it's even undoing things that have worked really, really well for us in the past. You know, it's the too much questioning that sometimes we do to ourselves of undermining really what we think is is true to us. So I think we know what's true to us if we're willing to really listen to that voice and the world needs more of that. So when we came together, I think we both <laughs> had our own experiences. We both agree that, gosh, we see way too much of this people, but especially women dimming their own light that they shouldn't be. They should be shining brighter. And we just want to help give people the encouragement, the access, the tools, the growth opportunities so that they can tap into their own unique abilities. You know, you mentioned two reasons earlier on why so many women limit themselves from growth. One is not having supporters or role models that encourage them. And two is missing the link of how to. And Leslie, you have carved so many different paths for yourself. You've created roles. You were the first woman to be named an associate managing partner. And so you've done a lot of things without knowing the how to. How do you minimize that desire to have the roadmap or the how to and really, truly lean into listening to your own desire and carve your own path? You know, I think a lot of it is trust in myself, but I'll be honest, I've had to seek a ton of feedback over the years. Part of what I call it in my mindset coaching, the inside out, outside in approach, you know, the inside out is just as we've touched on already, it's being willing to be true to yourself and listen to, hey, this is what I think I've got. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. And just being really honest with yourself. But the outside in is definitely seeking education, seeking feedback, seeking mentorship, um, seeking growth opportunities to help build that confidence, you know, from the outside in. So I've been able to form a belief that there are great abundant things out there. I don't always have to know exactly what they're going to look like, but if I continue to perform in the way that I want to perform. You know, I think about my own leadership brand and how I want to show up and what I want to bring to the table. So as long as I'm being really true to that, that I'll continue my own growth initiatives, my own growth beliefs and um, opportunities are going to present themselves. You know, it's interesting as I think about a lot of the different initiatives I've launched or, or I do in my business, it's those initiatives that start it as this little voice in the back of my head that's like, hey, you should really do this and you might be great at this. And when I listen to that and I move forward with those ideas, I tend to get really strong results. And it it almost feels like I'm working in flow versus like pushing a big boulder up a hill. So I think for me, a lot of doing, you know, what I'm trying to do without having the exact how to, it really does go back to what you've said. It's that trust in yourself and being honest with yourself. And 
minimizing all those outside distractions. What is one of your favorite parts about Honor Your Ambition? One of my favorite parts of Honor Your Ambition is actually something that we're working on right now. And so this year, we've invited two facilitators to join us in Honor Your Ambition. And one of the facilitators we've invited, I I think very highly of her. Um, In fact, we used to work together. So I know she is an incredible a financial advisor. She's an incredible leader, an incredible coach. And one of my favorite parts is seeing how excited she is to impact the women in Honor Your Ambition and to share her knowledge. And I think, wow, that's really creating that ripple effect. So it's no longer just the two of us that are coming together on a monthly basis and sharing our ideas and our background and our perspective, but now we are able to extend that to other women. So we're not only impacting them, but they're going to have a, an even greater and bigger and broader impact. Um, and that, that for me is what it's really, it's all about. And every time we show up and we teach and we facilitate and honor your ambition session, if one woman leaves feeling inspired, I think we've done our job. And I'll share one of the things I am so deeply convicted to around honor your ambition is that I've been a part of so many leadership development opportunities, programming around a lot of amazing leaders. And I think what we've put together in terms of additional facilitators and content are so real and relevant for today's woman. And really today's leader, you know, we just happen to form this program for women because of the reasons we described in our own passions to help bridge that gap. But I mean, everything from, you know, work-life integration to putting processes in your life. I mean, some of the most fundamental stuff that people just, I don't think people today spend enough time on, but assessing your own, you know, vision and values and and mission and uh, execution. One of your great skills, Kristen, execution on goal achievement and goal tracking. So I'm just so excited about the resources and community that we're putting out there um, to help women listen to that voice and, and honor her ambition. You talked about one of the topics that's new to honor your ambition this year, work-life integration. And I know we are both moms. We both live very full lives. We are both very ambitious women. I'm curious, what does work-life integration mean to you? It means that, uh, I was thinking about it this morning, actually. My uh, older daughter, who's in seventh grade, tells me last night that she has a 7 a.m. meeting with her teacher to work on a project. Now, normally I would drop her off around 730 Uh, It happened to be another event with my younger daughter and husband. They were going to school for something separate. So long story short, the morning got twisted and uh, the plans I had were not going to follow through from the day before. So, So what I just decided was to move things around, you know, still got the workout in, still got quality time with her in the car since she's not able to drive herself yet. Still got the day started off right from a business standpoint. So it's about being proactive. I get this question all the time. Like, how do you, as a leadership executive, business coach, you know, how do you, how do you create work-life balance? And 
I will tell people it's a lot of planning and a lot of communication with people in your life about what is a priority to you and what is movable and what's not movable. But I will tell you every single day, certain things aren't going to go to plan. So it's certainly about being adaptable. But I think sometimes we win when things go unexpected. It's kind of a little bit of a twist on the day and a twist on life. And I just choose to take a really fun approach to it. Like, that's funny. (laughs) How can I use this now as an opportunity? Because maybe it's meant to go my way. You know, so if it's positive thinking, you want to call it great. But the main thing is it's about prioritization. And we even say too, I know we've talked about this in Honor Your Ambition is it's not about time management. Everybody has the same amount of time. It is a great equalizer in life, but it is about self-management. So I think it's about acknowledging just, you know, what choices we want to make day to day with our time. And I think it goes back to our big theme in trusting yourself and knowing what you want. I, I think it can be really hard as women to seek work-life balance if our definition is trying to match what someone else is doing. And so our our definitions of work-life balance, and I, I do want to put for the record, I do not believe in work-life balance. I don't think it actually exists. The language we use communicates our reality. And when you say work-life balance, you're expecting it to be perfectly equal. And let's be honest and real. Sometimes business is a bigger priority. Sometimes family is a bigger priority. Sometimes you have needs that are just pulling you in all different directions. And if you are seeking for it to be perfectly balanced, you are setting yourself up for failure. So when we're thinking of work-life integration, it's so important to personalize that and to take the time to define what does work-life integration mean to me? Not necessarily to Leslie or to other women that I'm surrounding myself with, but what does it mean to me? Because my definition doesn't necessarily involve being the Pinterest mom and, you know, baking all the things for school. But what I want is quality time with my daughter. So when we go on vacation, I am on vacation. I am there. I'm not working. Um, Of course, I'm fortunate and have a team that helps make that a reality. But that that's also been the work that I've done is to truly figure out what does work-life integration mean to me? It, it means taking Friday afternoons and going and playing golf with my husband. It means taking Monday mornings to myself and getting back into the swing of things before I jump into my work week. And so there's there's so much self-awareness that is involved with honoring your ambition. What does ambition mean to you? Oh, you know, I was thinking about this before we were recording because obviously I knew we were talking about this topic. And I know sometimes ambition can have a negative connotation and I don't buy into that. To me, ambition is the fuel to set and achieve our goals. Ambition is tapping into your desires and what's important to you. It's going after your passions and it's going to show up in a lot of different ways. You might be ambitious professionally. You might be ambitious personally. Uh, So ambition, in my opinion, is connected to goals. Now, of course, as a goal achievement coach, I'm probably a little biased about that. But what does ambition mean to you? Yeah, I love the word ambition. And this is might be ironic, but I was watching Shark Tank last night out of pure enjoyment. And the tagline that CNBC put at the end was live ambitiously. And I think it's used a lot in business, of course. 
But I agree with you. I think that it is about, man, I get excited about something in the future. And if that is, hey, I want to be a better trip planner for my family, (laughs) or I want to be in a bigger role in my business because I can have more impact. It's not from a self-serving place. It's from a how can I serve others place. You know, I see people a lot in my business that love to be seen. You know, maybe they want to win an award or they want to be on stage for some reason. Maybe they're speaking or being celebrated for anything, really. It could be community service or it could be a, a performance metric. It could be for exemplary value behaviors. But I think ultimately it comes down to knowing that there is a desire to do something a little bit beyond where you've been. That is to me that spark. I think a lot about igniting a spark and just seeing where it goes. Um, and so much good can come from that because we talked earlier about role models and I've expressed multiple times in my career that I wished I had more role models. And there are amazing people out there that are that I can pull so much from, but I haven't quite found somebody that I can say that one. That what that person embodies me. You know, it's a mom, it's a wife, it's a business person with the, you know, style and personality and schedule that I want to have. All these things wrapped up. I've not been able to say that one. And so, you know, the silver lining of that is if we do honor our ambition, we can become role models for other people. And so I think it's a really good thing to do for ourselves and for other people. You know, as you were describing, you haven't found the role model that embodies all of who you are and who you want to be. I was thinking that exact thing. It's maybe it's because that's what you're meant to do. You're you're meant to become that role model. And, you know, I, I, I bet there are people who are looking up to you right now and you just don't even know it. You just never know who you are going to be a role model for. And I know certainly there have been a lot of role models in my life that have helped me get to where I am today. And I agree with you. I don't think there's one person that is like, that's it. That person has everything that I want. And maybe as ambitious women, that just never exists. I don't know. I don't know either. And I've even asked myself, do I really need that? (laughs) Would that even be a good thing? You know, I don't need to copy anybody. So why not let it just be a great opportunity? And the more women that can be successful in their own ways, I think it just opens the doors for the next generation to say, okay, yeah, I, you know, I like that she's doing that. I like the way she's doing that. I like, you know, how she shows up and just even take pieces from that. How do you think we can become successful in our own ways? Well, tell me if you agree with me, but I think that perhaps we both think that success is a very individualized definition, right? That success people will define on their own terms, and I think they should. I think there's no right or wrong. I don't think there are definitive levels. I think success is becoming who you've wanted to become. I think it's, you know, doing the things you've wanted to do, but just being the person that you envisioned when you were little and wanted to grow up. And you know that we're grown up, arguably, you know, we could say, well, who do I want to be, you know, later on in life? Um, 
And that's a really challenging question. So I think success is an ever evolving definition, but we have to be number one, we have to be defining that for ourselves. And I think we should define it in a milestone approach that we're never going to get there. You know, we're never fully going to arrive, but if we're going somewhere, we're going to be growing. And we all probably know for anybody that's achieved a big goal, the best part of it was the look back on the journey. So we better just enjoy the road to success And if we're doing that, it's like that presence you were talking about. It's the fulfillment of watering your plant. It's the fulfillment of playing golf with your husband. It's the fulfillment of being fully there with your daughter on vacation. It's those things along the way that I think are the ultimate success because you've planned it out, you've envisioned it, you've had some desire and energy around it, and you're living it. Absolutely. I totally agree that success is individualized. And I believe that our definitions of success evolve over time. I I think back to early in my professional life, my simple definition of success was earn six figures. Like that to me was success. And, And then you get there and you're like, okay, this doesn't exactly feel the way I thought it would feel. I think in my mind, I had it connected where like it would solve all my problems and everything would be great. So then you start doing more work and you get coaching and you start evolving your definition of success. And for me now, success is all about choices, all about having choices with my time and who I spend my time with and where I spend my time. And like you were saying, it's it's a milestone. At some point, I'm going to have all these full choices and then I'm going to have a new definition of success. Um, but it again goes back to individualized. And that is probably one of the biggest challenges with honor your honoring your ambition is not thinking about what's important to you and rather going after what you see other people going after, what you're seeing on social media, what you're being told to do. And so I think it's a huge challenge to silence all those outside distractions. I agree. I was just thinking about challenges and you referenced these voices. It's the comparison on social media. It's then that voice of questioning yourself, that very dangerous alternative voice inside of your head. So what do you think, Kristen, is challenging about honoring your ambition as a woman in business? Slowing down. And what I mean by that is uh, I know when I started my coaching practice, it was all about, you know, build up and get into a certain revenue level. And I think some of that was by necessity and some of that was to prove to myself that I could do it. And, And you just go, 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 go. And you find yourself constantly doing the same things over because that's what you've always done. And so giving yourself permission to truly slow down and get quiet and do the work to get clear on what do I want? What do I want to build? How does that compare to what I have now? What changes do I need to make? And that's where that risk part comes in because you're likely going to need to let go of something that was working, something that was really good to help you get to something that was really great. And, And I'll share with you a really relevant example. In a recent coaching conversation with a client, she was expressing a desire to shift her business to a four day work week. And she was sharing with me all the compelling reasons on why this is important and what she would do with the time. But there's a lot of fear built up because she's always worked 
a certain way. And, you know, she's been taught to work a certain way and she was mentored to have a certain calendar. And so we have to undo a lot of those learnings to make room for her to lean into what is truly important that she wants to do. I was thinking exactly, well, how would I answer that question? And I think my answer in one word would be boundaries. And you just mentioned it, how difficult it can be probably for your client to instill a new boundary because, you know, she's going to have to be willing to give up certain things to go to the next level or gain things that she doesn't even know yet that she can gain. So it's about putting in those boundaries that keep the priorities high and it's going to be tough choices every time you put one in. It might be not your tendency to want to honor those boundaries or your personality style or um, even just this sense of change to instill that. But I think it's, it's one of the most important things that we have to be willing to do. I also think about like so many women I've seen in business are very um, helpful and helpful to the degree of self-sacrificing. And so it can be challenging for women to say no, <laughs> which is just another way of, of putting up a boundary, but saying, you know what, what I really need right now, or what I think is going to be most effective, or what I think is going to be a better option, but having the courage to use that voice to even communicate a boundary, I think can be challenging for women in business. We've got the voices going on, comparison, slowing down, putting in place boundaries, saying no, all really important topics and work that needs to be done and, and content that's really woven throughout honor your ambitions. So Leslie, share with our listeners more when we talk about honor your ambition in this program, what is honor your ambition? Sure. Well, again, I will say these the purpose of it is back to these two core issues that we've defined. One is to create a community and two is to give women the how-to. So Honor Your Ambition is a series of business acumen sessions. So a community of women get together on a monthly basis and each month, one of our coaches, which includes Kristen and me, facilitates a 40-45-minute 40, business acumen session. Our content varies. Um, you can find it on our website, honoryourambition.com. But just to give you an idea of a few, we talk about ownership mindset. We talk about vision, mission, and values, pristine processes, evaluating your business development beliefs work-life integration, just to name a few. And we talk a lot about the how-to of each of these topics. So they really are skill building, access to tools, access to coaches, access to knowledge sessions. Now they do last for a full hour. So what we do is we record the first 40, 45 minutes. So that way, if a busy woman of today cannot join live and be in the community uh, via webinar, we post it on our shared Google Drive so she can go and watch it. And in fact, watch it as many times as she wants to. 
just for, you know, repeat learning. But what we do do is we stop recording for the last 20 minutes and we have a real live dialogue. And so we're allowing this community of women to ask questions, to talk about the topic, um, and really work through, is, is there anything personal that you want to share or identify with among the group and have a live chat and discussion about? Now, that part, because we want to create a safe space and we want people to be so real and vulnerable, we do not record. But what we're finding is that it truly is creating connection, community, and elevating the way that women are seeing themselves um, as they are today and, and helping them get the skills and tools of where they want to go in the future. So we call these our business acumen sessions once a month. They're midday on Wednesdays, and we have a wide variety of content, as well as even more variety this year in facilitators. What else would you add, Kristen? I would just add the power of that Q&A session. And as a facilitator, one of the things that I am always impressed with are the number of women who have the courage to ask a question or to contribute to that dialogue. But then I'm also very aware that other women are sitting there and they're staying on and they're listening. And one of the things that I have found to be so true in my own growth and development journey is a lot of times I'm thinking a certain way and it can decrease my confidence. But as soon as I learn someone else is dealing with the same limiting belief or they have the same struggle or they've thought the same thing, I automatically feel instantly supported and it raises my confidence. So even being in that discussion, if you're not a contributor, just being there and hearing what other women are thinking and how they're overcoming or dealing with challenges, it can be so powerful in your own personal growth and development journey. Yeah, it is a 100% show up as your authentic self. I can't tell you how much for me in my career, being around other ambitious women has also really elevated how I see myself and how I see possibilities in the future. The other thing I think is really special about this opportunity is that any one of these facilitators to hire as a coach, because I get asked all the time, like, hey, I'm thinking about hiring a business coach. Of course, this is the business that you're in, Kristen, but it could be, you know, for any one of these upwards of $500, $1,000 a month to get one one-hour session a month and our Honor Your Ambition investment for a full year is $600. So it averages out to a very um, reasonable personal investment in what is really the most important thing you can invest in is yourself. And for all of our listeners who are listening to this podcast episode, we are offering a code that will help you save $100 off of the individual registration price. So if you use code podcast 100 and we'll link that in our show notes that code is valid now through june 26 2023 that code is going to help you save a hundred dollars off of that price making honor your ambition a very friendly investment for your personal growth and development well leslie i can't thank you enough for your time today for sharing with us your journey and what it means to honor your ambition Kristen, it's been a true joy. It's wonderful to partner with you and serve in this mission together. 
Thanks for asking me some questions. It was fun for me to be in the hot seat and experience what some of my guests feel from time to time. So I appreciate you giving me the space to share my own story as well. And with that goal achievers, keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting your lessons learned and identify your priorities for next week so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on goal achieving and business growing wisdom. If you want my best goal achieving tips and a monthly reminder to check in on your goals, join my email list at kristenburke.com. 